Hey guys, TJ here. God put it on my heart to talk about money in this season. I think that's interesting because Jesus talks about money often, not because he cares so much about money, but because he cares about the heart. And we're told where your treasure is, your heart will be. And most people, the reality is most people treasure money. Now, I've had an, a wild story when it comes to money, and we'll dig into some of that in this season. Um, this is is really about just helping you in your relationship with money. This is not about helping you get rich quick. This is not about helping you um, see the gospel through a prosperity, financial prosperity lens. That's not what this is about. Um, it's not about practical budgeting tips, um, but we're going to be talking about a lot of different things that involve your mindset, uh, your attitude towards money, beliefs that you might have had, and some practicals. Um, you're going to hear from people who share uh, their wisdom. Um, you're going to hear some of the things that have really helped them. And you're going to hear some testimony of just how God has changed people's relationship with money. And I think that all of us can benefit from that, but I think that there's a specific time for us to to be paying attention to this. I think there's uh, a lot of wealth creation happening right now at a very fast pace, and there's not a lot of character as a foundation. Um, so anyway, all of that to say, I hope you get value. Thanks so much for being here. I appreciate you. Guys, welcome. Um, wanted to do something different for this Monday Night Livestream because I actually want to spend time with my wife on Valentine's Day. So we're recording and, um, and we're sharing, sharing this with you at the regular time. But this is my wife, Savannah. And um, she has, I mean, most things that you'll hear me say that sound wise have maybe in one way or another in our conversation come up and I've, you know, gleaned it from, from her. And um, so I wanted her to be on here. One, of course, it's Valentine's Day and we're married. And I think that there's a, there's a lot of people who are in relationships, dating or married that um, need to hear people talk about money yeah. um, and they just like hearing from me and they, <laughs> and they do like hearing from Savannah this is true um, but the question she was asking me is you know what's the one thing that I wish I knew mm-hmm. um, but you you had something that you were going to share you said it was what I think I wish that not necessarily knew but maybe even in I wish I took more um, authority or confidence or whatever it was instead of like being timid about addressing topics within money and like even if like maybe his pride would have got wounded or it, he didn't want to hear what I had to say like I think me just being like hey actually no like this is what we're gonna do instead of like like, cause I, I trust TJ and him listening to the voice of the Lord. I trust that he listens. I also know that I hear God too. And sometimes I hear things that he doesn't hear and vice versa. Like sometimes he hears things that I don't hear, but like eventually we end up on the same page if we're both desiring that. And I do wish though, like in the beginning of our marriage that I was more like, okay, like, and he was very much like, show me everything but in a way of showing me everything, but he had everything under control. And I think I wish I would have been like, actually no, like this is a better way we can do this, or this is a way that we can save money, or this is a way that we can get out of debt. This is a way that we can actually like come together as a couple and putting all of our personal 
views aside about like I was raised this way when it comes to money or I was raised this way when it comes to money it's like kind of like who cares we're making this together as a marriage and as a couple and what does that look like so for sure for me I wish I would have been more just confident and been like actually I'm smart I'm intelligent I know what works and what doesn't work and you know like he has something to add and I have something to add and just like speaking up that's yeah. one thing I wish I did. Yeah, and I think for me, the background is somebody from my position is almost the opposite. So, mm. you know, I grew up being taught, like, learn what you need to learn, take control of a situation, and be confident and ask questions when you need to. And um, you should be able to develop some level of independence. And especially as a man, there's this 100%. element that I you know, assumed and in my identity, just natural, um, to, okay, I'm going to provide, I'm going to do all these things. And, and I really just like almost took that and ran with it too far. And then I was just kind of looking back going, telling Savannah, Hey, we're good. Like, let, let me just keep running. When really it was like, if I had given her the opportunity to speak into mm-hmm. money, finances, some of those decisions, um, I think not I think, we would have made, as a couple, we would have made certain decisions differently. Now, context, you know, coming into marriage, I had worked on Wall Street, I had left Wall Street, um, God gave me peace, that I had a promotion, God gave me peace, and I'm like, this doesn't make sense, but this is what I'm doing. So I've done that, you know, in my, my walk with God, that's what that looked like, is I was developing a relationship where I was trusting Him with big things in my life, and to me, that was big, it was reputation. Mm-hmm. So I was also, as a function of that, seeing implications financially. And so I was having to realize, like, I need to take control of certain things. And this was the first time I was navigating that. When I met Savannah, I was in in the middle of navigating that and in the middle of actually learning to hear God's voice. Mm -hmm. So God's voice and learning to hear His voice and money were connected because I was actually learning to hear his voice with regards to the topic of money and profession and the next steps and all these things. I ended up losing a bunch of money. I ended up going broke mm. while we started dating. Yeah. So I share all that to say we came into marriage. Um, I took on debt. I developed some really terrible agreements in the way that I thought about debt based on what I'd been taught. But guess what? Like I was the one who I went to college, I got a degree in finance. I went to Wall Street, you know, so I had all these things in my head that were telling me like, oh, I know how to do this. Yeah. And as a result, what does that do? That creates pride. And knowing that I have a gift to be commercial and to create wealth, Mm -hmm. I thought to myself, okay, well, it's going to be no problem. It's just a matter of time before we're able to get out of debt or do this thing or grow that. And what we kept running into is actually it was not so much about the wealth creation. It was more about the practical wisdom on making financial decisions together Mm -hmm. that, you know, was then because I lacked certain wisdom you had Mm -hmm. and because I didn't invite you in, which is what you were saying. You were saying, I wish I was more confident to step in, but Mm -hmm. I should have also been more open Mm -hmm. and more inviting into, despite the fact that I'm transparent. Yeah. I was not giving you this door saying, Hey, walk into this permission, right? There wasn't permission. 
So I was transparent, but there wasn't permission. Those are two very different things, right? But it's almost like it allowed me to live this lie mm -hmm. that I was making decisions with my wife. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a real practical is like, um, we talked about anything over, what was it, $1,000 we we agreed to together. And for me, I like to make decisions quicker. And you like to be patient and take your time. And that's a really healthy balance. As I would invite you into those decisions where it was over $1,000, I would notice that I would get impatient. Yeah. And so I remember one time, I actually like booked a hotel that was like so bad. It was so three expensive. X. It was bad. It was bad. <laughs> three X. You know, so if it was a hundred dollars, it was three hundred. If it was a thousand dollars, it was three thousand, right? And and I, so anyway, I booked a hotel that was three X. What we ended up paying for the whole trip, just the hotel itself, was three X. And I remember uh, we'd spent like all night trying to find a a place to get away. <laughs> And I was just like, I don't have any any space to make decisions anymore. I just, my intention tonight was inviting you in so I could make a decision, not so I could sleep on it and make <laughs> a decision tomorrow. And so I just made the decision. And Savannah, I shared that with her as she had like, you know, gone to get a cup of tea or something. I'm like, great, we're all done. And she's like, wait, what do you mean we're done? Like, I didn't decide on that. And... <laughs> Fast forward, I ended up having to call this hotel that didn't take any, uh, that didn't give you any refunds. And I like pleaded with them. I was like, hey, I made a decision without my wife. It's not good. Is there any way you guys can give us a refund? And thankfully, because it was in such a short time, they did. But I mean, it was a significant, well, the alternative, what we ended up paying for was only, you know, like maybe a hundred some dollars a night. And, so much right, and what I was looking at was so much more expensive, but I was just... And it's not about cheap versus expensive. It's more about, like, what can you do within your means at that time mm -hmm. and what's necessary. Like, is it worth, you know, spending X amount on this versus maybe something else? Or So, like, if you want to spend three grand in a hotel, go for it, as long as you can do that. <laughs> And and we couldn't like no. in my head and but here's the thing in my head it was the exhaustion of like decisions and all of these things and this lie around like wealth creations like okay well you know we've been able to do this at this growth rate and therefore in the future we'll be able to do that mm -hmm. and what I what I kept running into is. Uh, is there would be we'd be able to make progress and then we'd be set back mm -hmm. and so we'd, we'd take three steps forward and four steps back and that kept happening and over time it just got became exhausting to the point where I finally said to you mm -hmm. hey I'm like done done like whatever I'm doing is not working yeah I remember I remember I was standing in the living room and I remember looking at you and I'm, I'm going like, I literally don't know what to do. I'm telling you right now, I I may have thought I had everything under control, but I don't. And that's when things changed. Yeah. Like, a lot changed. Yeah. Um, so maybe just, like, what, what did you notice from that point once I actually gave you permission? Yes, I was transparent. Mm -hmm. I would fill you in. I would try and 
you know, share different things about what's going on financially and why this is working or that's not working. But when I actually gave you permission in my heart, like, mm-hmm. hey, I need help and I want you to help. It was just more of a kind of accountability to each other of like, you know, I think asking the deeper questions of like, why do we spend money on certain things and why why don't we? Or why do we make a certain amount of money and what are we going to do with it? How do we steward it? And I think the change was like just the heart posture. Like it was like something switched where it was like, actually, no, this is about something completely different than just like making money and spending money. Or making money and saving money. It was like, no, actually, it's like there's something more to this whole money thing as a couple. But for for sure, it was more about, like, accountability to each other. Of, like, hey, this is actually how we want to live. And not be tied to someone else or something else because we owe money. Or, like, not be able to do the things that we feel called to do because of finances. And when we're strapped down, it makes it harder for us to, like accomplish those things Mm -hmm. yeah and I mean just like on a practical level like I witnessed couples growing up who one would uh, feel controlled by the other because of money and so I think naturally what I did as a defense mechanism is I I became transparent and Mm -hmm. shared everything with you but I never wanted to be controlled in my financial decisions by you yeah and so it wasn't until I came to the realization that I couldn't make the best decisions by myself. Mm -hmm. And by the way, this wasn't like I was rogue. I was asking God, like, I was like, Lord, I need help. Like I, I was like, I, you're, you're helping me in this way. I don't know how I can do what I need to do in this way. And it always came back to like you. Mm -hmm. It was like, you were the it's one thing to go to God and be like, God, I need help. And it's another thing. And he's like, I give you a wife. Like, and I kept saying that to the Lord. I was like, you gave me a wife. Like you changed my heart. You changed so much inside. You brought me through so much healing. I've had all these things happen. Why is this part of my life being so stubborn? And I say stubborn, you know, I didn't share a lot of context for it, but like, the financial aspect, wealth creation's been great. My management of that wealth creation, very poor um, for a variety of reasons. And so, you know, as a result, you know, I found myself just beating myself up all the time. Mm-hmm. And you were on the receiving end of that in the sense that when I'm beaten down, mm-hmm. I don't have any emotional availability Mm -hmm. for our relationship yeah and I definitely I could I could say I totally emotionally tapped out at that point I was just I think I was going through so much internal wrestle and then also not working myself I was like hot mess but like I I think at that point I was like I'm just gonna like let you do it you know I kind of like disengaged because I was like oh you're not gonna let me in so I'm just gonna you know I think that's one another reason why I wish I was like oh I just wish I would have snapped out of what I was in my swirl of and like just been like no actually like my husband needs me by his side I need to help him how do I do it you know instead of being like I'm just gonna go do my thing and he can do his thing yeah because when we got married I was locked in like okay I'm doing this life coaching thing I'm growing 
a I'm growing a business was my mindset. I'm doing this. I'm going full steam. Mm-hmm. I just need to solve it. business problem A, business problem B. And I kept coming back to it. And I was like, why am I not able to solve business problem A? You know, and there were so many other things, by the way, happening on the sidelines that were actually the main event, you know, reconnecting with biological family, going through this healing journey, you know, all of that, getting married, moving across the country, all of that stuff. So that's happening. And we're learning how to do everything together, life together, let alone this aspect of life, money. And so I think when you put all those things in one place and you start, you know, navigating what adjustments look like together. Mm-hmm. Money was one of these ones that it just seemed like we couldn't find the adjustment we needed to make together. So mm-hmm. health, where we live, what we do on a day-to-day basis, all these things, you know, how, how we connect as a couple, what we need, you know, all of these things we were kind of, oh, these are adjustments we need. But for whatever reason, like money was not getting the adjustment it needed Mm -hmm. and it started uh with me it started with me not being able to give you permission or even know that that was an attitude thing yeah for me yeah for sure and i think another adjustment was like the intention behind inviting god into money making decisions was a huge change i feel like when we were more of like okay like you know, he was always a part of it, but, like, I'm still relying on a lot of, like, my own wisdom and intellect to, like, guide me through, you know, of, like, me. oh, I'm just gonna... I was doing that. But that includes both of us, because we right. weren't doing it together. We weren't being, like, let's, like, do we need to hire this person? Do we need to pay for this course? Do we need to do this thing? It's, like, sometimes we would just, like, jump in and do it and then be, like, actually, we don't need to do that quite yet. Maybe in due time, like... Or maybe like, you know, just like actually like in bigger decisions, how do we involve God into it even more in the process, I think was like a huge step for both of us together being like, okay, like this is, we want to do this and pray and ask and like actually not rush because there's no reason to rush. (laughs) That's one thing I've learned from Savannah for sure. (laughs) Um, but something that's important is that you're hearing Savannah take responsibility for something that I feel responsible for, which is she didn't come into marriage with any debt, right? She didn't make any decisions about putting money towards certain places where if it didn't create a return, it could put us back, right? And so, um, when, when I would come to the end of the day and be like, dang, okay, you know, there's a little bit of pressure on us because of a decision that I made. Um, I I had kind of gotten to the point where I was like, honestly, just after years and years of just trying to navigate how to figure out what adjustments need to be made, I was getting tired and it was starting to affect our relationship. But I think the thing that I didn't want to do is I didn't want to blame her because I didn't feel like she was responsible. Yet at the same time, she takes responsibility because she is in this marriage, right? And I think that's something that's super important for people to realize. It's different when you're dating Mm -hmm. than when you're married. Mm -hmm. You would not do that if we were dating. No. And you didn't. Mm -hmm. 
But when we got married, she then started realizing this is my responsibility to help my husband navigate some of these decisions. Yeah, because that's what marriage is about. <laughs> Not fully, but it's like that's a huge part of like why you're like, let's do life together. <laughs> like, you make me a better person and vice versa. So it's like, and that covers in every area of your life. It's like, why hide from one of those categories? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's whatever affects you affects me. Right? Like it just, that's how it happens and decisions small or little, usually sometimes the small decisions are the bigger decisions. <laughs> they add up, you know, it's like no matter what they are, they all, they affect both of us. Yeah. I think something that's important for people to realize um, when it comes to just relationships and money and um how money can be the obvious thing that people find um, to be problematic mm. for whatever reason, whether you have much or not, mm. uh, mm-hmm. or, or whether you don't have a lot. Um, but I think the real key for people to understand is like people's relationship with money and decisions that they make around money are normally a function of where they're at in their heart. Yeah. Where they're at in their heart or generational patterns. Like, there's multiple, but for sure it definitely has to do with, like, your heart posture. And, like, who's lord of your life. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. you could have little and you could be like, no, like, money doesn't own me. And it's like, actually it does because you're consumed by it, by trying to make it or trying to, like, you know, solve all these problems in your life. Or you could have so much money that it solves all the problems in your life when actually, like, it doesn't. So, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think when one of, the, one of the things that I looked at prior to God really changing me, and I say that, like, in my mind, one of the things I looked at is I looked at um, my, my potential wife that I could be with one day thinking, gosh, they've got to be able to make some money. Um, because I never want to end up like blank and I never want to be, and I thought I want to, I need to make some money because I never want to be controlled by blank, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think it's super important that my perspective changed Mm -hmm. coming into our marriage Mm -hmm. because then I didn't, versus when we were dating, (laughs) I didn't put that pressure on you to make money. Yeah. Whereas when we were dating, my, before my mind was really renewed, I was like, how are you going to show up here? What kind of weight are you going to pull? And, you know, as I was really starting to go through that healing journey, having a change in my perspective, a change in my attitude, that pressure that I put on you was, I would say, removed. Like. Yeah. It was removed. So that can happen in relationships where somebody does have one perspective and it changes as God changes them. Mm-hmm. But uh, but it might not happen overnight. That took me years mm-hmm. to rewire that way of thinking. And I mean, for you, what did you what was your perspective when you were thinking about, you know, coming into marriage? And the idea of of what 
either the husband or you were supposed to kind of do with regards to money? Mm. Did I give this much thought? <laughs> well, I mean, you said you wanted to be more confident if you could have changed one thing, right? Yeah, I could have more confident, like, verbally and, like, communicating things. Um, so maybe you weren't I even thinking about like it. I don't feel like I had a ton of perspective on, or, like, ton of, like, um, expectations on a lot of stuff when it came to money in marriage because I feel like even with like how I was raised it was I saw so many different examples of like both working one's working you know like dad doesn't work mom works it was like I saw like all of the above growing up and I was kind of like I'm okay with whatever happens <laughs> I was like well I believe that God provides and I'm down to work hard and I know you are too so I think that's like the only thing that I saw. For sure the pressure thing was like a challenge, I think for me and for both of us. Um, the pressure I would put on myself and us because of decisions I'd make? No, just the pressure and expectation that you were wanting someone that would work mm. and wanting someone that would like like pull their weight mm. in a way, financially. Because um, pulling your weight doesn't always look like financially, but... Uh, exactly, right. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think I had a crazy ton of I didn't have expectation really when I was like oh like he needs to provide all the money I was like maybe a little bit of like it'd be nice if you made the money because <laughs> I'm not driven by making money and it's not really something I'm wake up every morning stoked to do but um so yeah I don't know if that answers your question I was just wondering because I came in with that almost pressure and then we were dating and God starts renewing my mind and I'm like okay that actually doesn't have to be a thing mm -hmm. and then you come in with maybe like this no need to really address it because you trust work ethic you trust mm -hmm. God provides and you know your decisions mm -hmm. based on how you were able to live with little at yeah. times yeah so I think that, maybe not considering... <laughs> Your extravagant lifestyle. <laughs> my decisions and my growth mindset is how I maybe might... Maybe that's more what we should talk about. <laughs> my extravagant lifestyle. Teacher's bougie life choices. I... I'm willing to drive a car that keeps breaking down on the freeway. <laughs> I definitely... Now, keep in mind, I didn't come from, like, bougie life growing up um that doesn't mean a thing <laughs> but i believe i have a um he has a great, great taste in things i like to buy everyone watching this that knows tj a flashback is coming back i i know it what do you mean everyone that knows you they're watching this being like that one time we went to eat he ordered everything on the menu <laughs> We went into this and TJ just went to town or... <laughs> I, and this is actually maybe a trap that, that um, another lie that, that can get people, especially in relationships. Um, but I, I'm very generous and generous to the point where lacking wisdom and boundaries, Yeah. potentially, um, have been. I'm not that way as much anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, on a granular level, I mean, these are the things Savannah and I are talking about now. She's asked me because of right permission. 
and she's asking me like, hey, did, do we need a, did, do we need a tip because of tip culture or are we tipping because of, you know, the you feel led to led to purpose of a tip? Like, yeah, it's more of like the intention. In other words, is there like, yeah, an expectation? Just because everyone can see the screen popping up behind you and you're like, do I, do I feel like kind of guilty to tip or do I just feel like I need to tip because everybody tips or? And for me, I'm thinking generously. Yeah. I always want to be generous. I never want to be the person who says I, I withholding mm-hmm. because of A, B and C reasons. But, but then as a result, you never withhold and you, you don't have practical wisdom around, you know, certain things. And mm-hmm. so, and like, if God's like, give a hundred dollars every time you go out do it then you're, you're being obedient to his voice and you're listening to what he says, which I know people that do that. <laughs> they go out to eat and they always dip like exactly what the bill is or double or whatever, you know? And it's like, that's what God's telling them to do and they have the finances to do it. Sometimes God tells us to do stuff we don't have the finances for, which is fine, but that's just listening to his voice. Yeah. <laughs> and not doing something because of pressure or culture or expectations or... But yes, it's a, it was, it, it's good to ask each other questions on why we make choices that we make. I think that's the summary of that is like, it's not even about, is it, is this the thing you do or don't do? I think it's about, does this person have permission to ask me? Yeah. Um, and by the way, one of the reasons I, another reason why I might not have given Savannah full permission in my life in certain regards is because I'd been burned by people I'd given permission to speak into my life yeah. in certain regards. 100%. And so naturally, I had reservation. Mm-hmm. This was not conscious to me, by the way. Mm-hmm. But I had reservation about, oh, maybe I can't like give her full permission in this area because then I might be exposed to pain. And, and again, subconscious level stuff. Uh, but that's something that came up. So... Mm. Yeah, as far as like some of the quiet things that might hide and, um, you know, I think generosity being one of them, it's like, wow, generosity is great, but do you have boundaries? Um, and another one was the transparency aspect. Transparency is great, but are you giving permission mm-hmm. um, for your wife to ask the question? But here's the other thing. I actually, I think in the foundation is 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 this word, I actually believe that, you know, all things can work on this topic in particular because I trust you mm-hmm. and you trust me. And I feel that you trust me, even if I've made poor decisions in the past. Guys, we'll all make poor decisions at some point in our lives. Yes. I'm not looking to, but we will, right? And the yeah. question is, do we learn? Mm-hmm. So I've made poor decisions in the past and I've learned from them. Mm-hmm. And that's for a whole 16-hour segment. But um, I really trust that Savannah's not going to bring that up in a conversation mm-hmm. where she uses it against me. I've yeah. done that, and it's not okay, a, a poor decision on my part, where I've used things against her from, you know, a defensive whatever. She doesn't, she hasn't and doesn't do that, and I trust her, and I also trust her uh, positioning with God where she says, God, you're the Lord of my life, all of it. Mm-hmm. I trust that you will make decisions with wisdom to the best of your ability. Mm-hmm. And then you'll go to God if you don't know, and that you'll go to people mm-hmm. and, and like learn mm-hmm. and try and get good, good input and counsel. 
But ultimately, you will make your own decision. You won't just listen to somebody else because they said it. So I trust you in that. And I think that is really the key to all of these things. Many people, I think, in relationships, one of the reasons I might not have given you permission is because I didn't fully trust you in that. Yeah. And I didn't even have the words for it. I don't think it was just trusting me. I think you just didn't fully trust. You just didn't trust God. Because exactly. technically you don't have to trust me anyways. <laughs> exactly. God says not, you know, to do like, yes, there is a level of like trust in a marriage that you want to have. But at the end of the day, it's like both of you just need to be so trusting the Lord mm-hmm. no matter what. Mm-hmm. So. And this is something that I think is, um, you know, so how do I, how do you build trust in the Lord with money? individually and as a couple i mean for me personally what's crazy is you're saying hey did you fully trust god and yet god showed up so many times in my life between 2016 and now mm-hmm. where pe- i mean like guys i would get i would get cards in the mail with people writing checks no so many miracles like miracles so where people miracles. were writing people i didn't even hardly know yeah. they were like god t- god is we really believe what God's doing in your life and we're glad to be a part of it. Like that is a very, mm-hmm. uh, I can count at least three times. Yeah. Just that. And I'm talking not small, not a hundred dollars. We're talking like $2,500, $5,000, you know, those kinds of things. So I had built this trust with God, like, God, mm-hmm. you're real and you see my need. And, and I, I wasn't asking for any of that money, you know, to people. Mm-hmm. So you're real and you see my need. And by the way, too, like, what are you trying to show me? Mm-hmm. I built that trust with him um, to the point where he would speak to me about something giving. And I gave to somebody once. I remember right before we got married and I felt, you know, a large sum of money right before we we're going to get married. And it made no sense to give it um, on a practical level. But then I walked up to this person and I said, hey, God asked me to give you this and they went white like a ghost and they were like uh god told me somebody was going to give me this today Mm. um and it happened to be a pastor and they were talking about money that day and it really changed i think their perspective of god and their relationship with money um because of what god spoke to me and what god did that day with that decision so I was building trust enough to give it away, mm-hmm. to be like, God, you're giving freely, I can give freely. But yet I still didn't have enough trust to be like, I can open up my decisions to my wife and let her tell me whether something is mm-hmm. on track or at least invite her to ask questions, mm-hmm. right? Like that's crazy that I had built that much trust where I would be willing to give away all that money for yeah. free on a word from the Lord. <laughs> And yet I wouldn't be willing to invite my wife to ask a question about how I'm choosing to invest, spend, or think about money. Mm-hmm. And to that's, me, that's telling. That's the point, y'all. <laughs> Trust God. Ask questions. <laughs> and listen to your wife. Um, I, I and do, your husband. And your husband. No, but I, even in like the like even in like me approaching TJ like. Not just coming in and being like, we need to do this, this, and this, and like just telling him all the things that he did wrong. Like, that doesn't ever go well, <laughs> so don't do it. But like, as a wife, just coming in with like, I respect, I honor the fact that you've worked your butt off, you've done these things, you've made decisions for our family. Like, he's like, 
set himself apart just being like god i trust you i trust you i trust you i trust you like he's done such hard work and if i just come in and be like you know i'm just gonna come in here and tell you all the things you did wrong it's like that just doesn't it doesn't fly well in any marriage and doesn't help either of you you know because that's me just being prideful and being like you know oh you did all these things but screwed up in this you know just if you do approach your husband just love them so well (laughs) in the process of like correcting yeah I think when um that's practical for anything not just money but when you're thinking about how to approach your significant other Mm -hmm. um whether you're dating or married you know I, I when you're thinking about approaching them it never, guys, it never works to approach them with all the things they're doing wrong. Mm-hmm. Like leading with honor and honoring what they're doing right and recognizing what they're doing right. I mean, think about the baby that's learning how to walk. You don't beat them down because they fell. Mm-hmm. You know, you help them pick them back up and say, you're doing so good, take another step forward. Yeah. Right. And I think in certain areas of our lives, we're babies. And Savannah had to recognize maybe where I was at in this area, in that area, in that area, in that area. And same with me to her. Yeah. And we have to say, oh, maybe they're still developing in this area and learning or unlearning, but learning the ways of God um, and the practicals, the Mm -hmm. principles that are applied because they have some of it right. But some of it is just a little off and it's taken us off course a different way that we don't want to be going together. And that was where, that that was where and, and has where we've been. Um, but in the last, I'd call it year especially, we've really seen like a, a change and yeah. had miracles happen as well um, with regards to that. So maybe like the last thing that, um, that we can talk about is just as people are thinking about um, as they're thinking about how to navigate maybe two very, very, very different views of um, how money ought to be kind of like talked about. Um, I don't know if there's practicals. I try and think about practicals to end on Mm -hmm. because um, I just think that that's really helpful. Totally, totally. So. uh, I think you already kind of named one, but just even like how to approach how to talk about it, like, like a big practical is like, hey, if there's nothing in the room, like, address it, like, don't wait five years to talk about it, like, it's just not gonna be worth the wait, so I think that's one practical thing, (laughs) it's just like, get wisdom, get counsel, maybe bring other people in if, like, it's too hard for you two to talk about it yourselves, you know, just like, hey, we need to talk to somebody about our finances, like, we over our head like and no shame by the way like there's no shame about that but also i recognize i tj personally recognize how hard it is to find people that you can like yeah connect with about this because some people you go to it's like all they want to do is talk about you need to be debt free you need to be debt free you need to be debt free and it's like hold on let's talk about the thing over here that is the thing behind the whole debt free thing yeah right or you need to be saving, you need to be, and it's like, it's so hard to find those people to actually receive counsel from, but when you do invite somebody else in, mm. trusted friends, trusted people where you've seen it modeled well in their life, yeah, 
you can go into that discussion where you say, I am here to receive what I can receive from them. I don't have to take everything that they're saying, right? But I know that we need some kind of help and one step forward is better than zero. Mm -hmm. And I mean, frankly, that, that's been a hard one for me, finding those right people. Mm -hmm. And God has honestly just like brought them. Yeah. So I think the, uh, another practical is like, actually ask God for help. Like, God, I need people, mm -hmm. the right people who understand my heart, yeah. who understand the practicals and principles, who have modeled this, and who can actually, who are, who are empowered to help. Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot of people who model something, but they're not empowered to really help other people. Mm -hmm. um, so I think asking God would be another one, just yeah. a really practical, like, Lord. Definitely your first one, just... Asking him questions, being like, hey, like, are my, is my heart posture right with money? Just starting with there. Just being like, is money part of my life or are you, you know, individually and together? Yeah. And this is also like multiple. It doesn't have to be uh, a weekend retreat. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, a six hour thing. It can be something that you just start as a conversation and continue dialogue in mm -hmm. with, you know, your significant other. And it is something that's really important yeah. to get on the same page and have agreement in, mm -hmm. have agreement in. Um, practical when you find, um, actually just, I remember asking your dad this once and you learned it from him, mm. but um you just you guys had so much wisdom in uh how you managed money mm -hmm. like whatever you had lots yeah. or little right so what were maybe a couple of principles that he taught you about how you manage money or even that you've just applied yourself i think the number one is like spend what you have <laughs> like we grew up in credit card culture like everyone's getting credit cards at like 20 17 18 like super young not knowing how to manage it you know just they're just everyone's just swiping because they can so I think for sure like if you are going to go into credit cards because they're great if you know how to manage them that's like a super practical one is just being like okay I spent this I'm going to pay it off right away you know just like I only spend what's in my actual actual bank account <laughs> I think is probably like the first um I'm trying to think of other ones um, I think of that and then I think of generosity. I think like when, even when you don't have a lot, it's just like being like this with all of, with everything God gives you and just being like, okay, you know what, Lord, like this is all I have in my bank account, but you're telling me to do this. I'm going to do it. So I might not be able to go to that movie or I might not be able to like take that trip I want to take, or I could actually just like pay for someone's meal or like, I don't know, just sometimes God's just always wanting to work on our heart more than us being fed entertainment. Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to the idea of, like, heart posture, I think it's really important for different ways of hearing that so you can really connect with it. Attitude, mm -hmm. simple, small things like, when I go to the store, do I need that big one or the small one? Right. God told me once, he said, whatever you don't spend, 
I will multiply mm -hmm. in returns. And this was recently in the last like six months. And that actually really changed how I thought about um, making purchases of anything. Mm -hmm. And so even guys, I'm talking even down to like a cup of coffee, you know, certain things. I'm, I'm not Mr. Budget guy. Like I honestly hate budgets. I do. I'm, I am, I am so uh, intensely focused on revenues, you know, income streams, but I'm less focused on expenses. I yeah. think about it more broadly. <laughs> the prices of two different apples versus. <laughs> Correct. Correct. And, um, and I could go into a whole thing about why. Yeah. But God has shown me how much wisdom there is to um, seeing expenses as a way to actually grow revenue. Mm -hmm. And I say grow revenue, it, 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 not directly, you know, but um, I used to think about, oh, when you're managing expenses, then you're just restricting. And it's actually like, no, you're actually creating an opportunity for increasing, mm -hmm. you know, um, so for me, I think that's been a real helpful shift is for somebody who's very growth minded to be applying what Savannah's saying in the context of how you think already. It's mm -hmm. like God made her growth minded too, but like not in the same way that I am. But what she's saying can be applied in the ways that I'm thinking to motivate me. Mm. You know, she's not asking me to change who I am. She's asking me to make different decisions, and I'm thinking to motivate myself. How can I make these decisions um, and have more wisdom? And, and I just want to think about it in the ways I already think. Like, mm -hmm. I'm growth-minded, so this is not restricting. This is actually helping me grow. Mm -hmm. And so I think if you can not look to try and change everything about yourself, but if you can understand how you're made, mm -hmm. and you can say, okay, now, God, in the ways that I'm made, what does wisdom look like? Right. You know, I think that can be really helpful for somebody who might struggle with the other person being very um, having wisdom, but not knowing how to apply their wisdom in the ways that you want to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'd say typically you're, if I were to summarize relationships and what you typically see happen, this is not everyone, but one person's normally got something the other person doesn't. Right. And it's like, how do you make those two things together one mm -hmm. um that would be that would be the goal and hoping that you guys even just walking away from this whether you're watching or listening um that you guys will be able to mm -hmm. help become a little bit more one whether you're you know in the process of in your dating or or married or even single and you haven't approached this topic yet but maybe some nuggets for your future mm -hmm. no that's super good anything else mm -hmm. We love you guys. Thank you. And um, if you do get value, please hit subscribe, share with somebody. Um, and would just, uh, yeah, we welcome you guys to, um, to just help us let others know that this is available to them through, um, through things like subscribing or leaving a, leaving a comment and just letting us know what resonates with you. That's also helpful. Mm -hmm. If you have questions, we'd love to hear from you. Um, if you're watching on Valentine's Day, happy Valentine's Day. You guys should read about the story of what Valentine's Day actually is. Um, it's very inspiring. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> See ya.